On today's episode, we've got a lot to unpack. We've got Happily Ever After returning, we've got Tron opening weekend, and we've got some big news coming down the pipeline from all the Disney outlets. Strap in for this one, you're not going to want to miss it. This is episode 62 of the Off the Monorails podcast. Everybody, welcome back. It's the Awful Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, and joined today, as always, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how are we doing? Doing great, man. It's great to be back on the recordings and uh, had a great trip to see Happily Ever After and uh, yeah. ready to talk about it. Yeah, we got a, we got a lot of stuff to, to get out there to the masses. Uh, a lot of good stuff went on this weekend. Yeah, um, can't wait to get there. I know I followed uh, and lived vicariously through you guys over this uh, past weekend when you got to attend uh, a monumental, you know, few days at Walt Disney World Resort. Um, Quite so. Got to, yeah, uh, you know, we saw the last uh, of uh, Enchantment. We saw the return of Happily Ever After. Uh, and we saw Tron open. Uh, it's been a while since a brand new ride opened, um, especially at uh, at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and I mean, and really, frankly, almost became a, a new land. It, it kind of right, like it kind of became this other segment, um, this new complete yeah. segment of Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. So we'll get into all that. Plus, man. We, the Disney Newswire just never is relentless. It's relentless. Disney, I, I, here I am. Here I am thinking that uh, you know we've had a quiet uh, couple of days, and bam, they just get some stuff out there, and here we go off to the races. Yeah, that's so, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Was like you know Tron's finally open, and happily ever after is back. So all that build up and all that hype is kind of over. And it was kind of yeah. like this point where, okay, nothing new is really coming in the near future. And then they, they just drop a bombshell on us. Yeah, especially because they just had the uh, the uh, the meetings, yeah. Uh, yeah. The quarterly meetings uh, for, you know, for the stockholders. And so we had some things come out from, from that. Um, they shared some updates, uh, which we'll get into. But... After that was all, after all that information was shared, we thought, okay, like that's where things are going to stand, and we don't have any more news to share. And then, yeah, here we are. So, yeah, we're going to get in all of that. I can't can't wait to hear about the trip. Uh, so, uh, for any or all the listeners out there, if uh, you've been enjoying our trip report episodes these past few weeks, well, here we go. Here's another one, but uh, this one's definitely. Uh, Definitely got some unique elements to it, and then yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to get into some uh, some very exciting uh, Disney news, uh, very hot button Disney news. So, uh, going to get that out there. Um, some that released as recently as today uh, at the time of recording. So, we're going to get into all that. But first, guys, how are we doing? Doing doing great, man. Just this hot weather kind of sucks. It seems like it just came out of nowhere. We went from 
like that yes. nice early spring vibe to just like boom, like summer here, swamp ass, deal with heat. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I it literally it was like it, it the way that my house is situated too. The afternoon sun when it's coming down, it just beats right into my front door, like through the windows, and just oh, it's so unbearable. So like when you get home. Yeah, God, it's just like on your back. You can feel it. Yeah. You know, it's just. Well, oh. and the crazy part is, it's like you and I were just at Disney two weekends ago and we were in jackets yeah. and freezing like it was in the 40s <laughs> and 50s. And now we left Orlando yeah. on Tuesday and it was 96 degrees and it was hot the entire weekend. Like, yeah, it was insane. Just Florida's going to do Florida things, though. Exactly. Exactly. Florida is going to Florida. It don't care what the rest of the country or the world, in fact, is doing. It's just going to do its own thing. Uh, so, yeah, anyone coming to Florida should be prepared for that. It, people ask all the time, especially, you know, Melissa, her friends, she's, you know, a lot of them are up in the Northeast. And so when they talk to her about coming down to Florida, whether it's go to Disney or something else, they are always asking, you know, oh, what should I pack? What's, you know, how do you answer that question? You can't answer the question. Yeah, we're, we're it's impossible. Joint custody yeah. of winter and summer. <laughs> That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah, I agree with Ryan. It's uh, it's been increasingly hot. Uh, you know, as we get through the week, and you know, it's paramount to make sure you drink water. You know, pay attention to our tip that Jordan posted the other day. Water is good <laughs> for you during the summer. Yes. So. Uh, don't be those kind of people that think you can tough it out. Florida is a different animal with this humidity. And plus, it's free at and, Disney. Uh, you, you can't pass up free ice water. Like right. it's just there waiting and, for and, you. And I'll tell you what: while we were at Happily Ever After, we made extra use of that, and we'll get into that later. Yeah, uh, man, it's just yeah, the heat is crazy, uh, it, but it's here, right? We're here. We signed up for it. I couldn't, you know, wouldn't want to be any place else, uh, especially. When we get to visit Walt Disney World Resort as often as we do, I uh, just got to be prepared and be smart about it. So we're here. It's happening. And, you know, summer is right around the corner. And, you know, it's just uh, an exciting, exciting time of year for sure. I agree. I'll tell you what else is exciting is our new merch release that we just dropped. A nice ode uh, and something new for us. Our new golf collection is finally out for everybody to consume. So I'm uh, pretty proud of this one. Yeah, considering, you know, uh, we're all from Jacksonville. So the players, we're, we're used to that being right up here in our backyard. And mm-hmm. uh, you got World Golf Village just down south a couple of minutes yeah. in St. Augustine. So, I mean, golf is all around us. So uh, I know this is a project you were looking forward to tackling. And, uh, my my tip of the cap goes to you, sir, because it looks great, and uh, I hope the masses also enjoy that. And uh, hopefully, we spot some on the uh, on the greens out there. Yeah, it was a little bit of a passion project. Uh, you know, we you know we enjoy golf, um, and enjoy the game, and uh, I've always kind of wanted to to put some things to do something a little different um, around designs, uh, you know, built around golf and especially golf at Disney. Um, as you got to hear in our last episode, you know, we got to go experience one of the golf courses at Disney. Yeah, it was a miniature golf course, but it was still a golf course at Disney. So we got to go and uh, experience that. And, 
you know, our, on our very uh, high up on our to-do list um, are one of the actual golf courses there at Disney, uh, whether it's Magnolia when they reopen that after its project or, um, or uh, Lake Buena Vista or um, Oak Trail or any of those, uh, you know, very much looking forward to experiencing that. And I, I think we'll be uh, most likely experiencing those together. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know I've got a trip coming up for my kids spring break and we're staying at the Orlando world center at the Marriott Royal oh, Palms. Yeah. And I may try mm-hmm. to squeeze in around at Hawks landing since it's part of that resort. And I get a complimentary yes. round by staying there. Hey, so, yo. yeah. 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 There's, there's great golf in the area. If you're going to Disney, I mean, there's a ton of, a ton of people go, uh, go golfing during their stays at Walt Disney world resort and in, in that area. So, it's the golf capital of the world for a reason. Go and experience it, that. And that's what we try to bring was a little bit of that, um, you know, just some unique flavors to some designs built around the game of golf and Walt Disney World. So uh, through our little extra flavor on there for you and hope you enjoy it because we're we're proud of it. And, you know, it's just a little something different for all the uh, for all the Disney fans out there right. to enjoy. And of course, you can find all those uh, designs and more on our shop at offthemonorails.com. Uh, Ryan, tell tell the fine people out there what they can find on the website. Well, as you just mentioned, they can, of course, find our shop, which all of our awesome merch is at. But we've also got some blogs. We've got a little bit of About Us on there. You know, you can kind of read into what, what we are as people. Um, our, our blogs, we're... Still, we're kind of putting a new twist on them here. Uh, we're going to try some different things and yeah. see uh, see how they're received. But we do anything from full weekend recaps or holiday coverage, event coverage, uh, dining experiences, uh, you name it. We're we're just trying to cover all bases and try to be thorough but not be boring. So we do try to throw some humor <laughs> and a lot of pretty pictures in there, especially uh, pretty pictures of food because we love our oh, yeah. food. But um, there's also direct links to all of our socials on there, and um, yeah, just we're we're trying to revamp things a little bit with the website. So uh, once those changes are made, we will convey those down the pipeline. Yeah, it, it's uh it's an ever evolving place, and uh, but it's full of content. And as Ryan mentioned, uh, we're always trying to uh, liven up the space and give you the best uh, content to consume uh, out there and, and do it in our own way, of course. Um, so we're, we are a little bit different. Uh, we're not just a, you know, a cookie cutter full of uh, magic and uh, rainbows and uh, Mickey bars. Uh, you know, we do do things a little bit differently, a little bit off the cuff. And so I think uh, ho- hopefully people appreciate that uh, about us, but yeah, we'll continue to uh, feed that beast. And uh, for your, uh, for your enjoyment. So go check out off the monorails.com. Uh, it's a, it's a mighty fine place. Absolutely. So let's get into some Disney news. What's, um, what's come off oh, yeah. hot off the presses this week, fellas, what should we start with? Well, I say, let's start with those annual, uh, shareholder meetings that, that happened, um, just earlier, um, April 3rd, I believe was the day of the meetings. Yes. Yeah, it's a little late and, for, for a shareholder meeting. Usually they're, earlier in the year than that well this is where their fiscal begins yeah. mm-hmm. i believe i believe so um but yeah bob Iger spoke um in the video uh and then uh, he did uh take some uh, live questions as well but uh 
mainly he he you know he highlighted Tron and the work that the team did there, and we also got a uh, little sneak peek as they showed a video of him visiting the Journey of Water, uh, inspired by Moana, uh, which essentially looks almost close to being finished. Uh, he actually said that they are, quote, putting the final touches on it now. So it's expected to open soon. And, man, from the just from that little bit of video, it looks pretty incredible. Yeah. There's a there's a lot more to it than I initially imagined. Yeah, I, I'm. We'll we'll see once we get in there, but I I hope it feels like I want it to feel like whenever yeah. you know we walk through that area when it's open. I just hope it's cohesive. I hope it doesn't stand out for being in Epcot. I hope it's a cohesive kind of attraction. I think it's a great location where they put it at the Land Pavilion because that's. Yeah. nature based already right, and this is yeah. more of a connection with nature and it's like sensory friendly and i think it's going to be a yep. great fit they added a lot of new vegetation over there too new palm trees mm-hmm. things yep. like that and the new walkway that they, that just reopened over there uh in between right. the construction walls so yeah i think it's going to fit in and i think it's going to be a very good area um i'm just interested to see kind of what the details are in it and really like how interactive is it? Is it does it just become a walkway, or does it really tr- truly become an attraction to to that people see, you know seek out to go through? Um, that's, I'm expecting. That's I'm expecting that they have something up their sleeves that they didn't show on purpose. Um, yeah. Whether it's mind blowing or not, you know, water can only be so interactive. But you think of how they did with like the jumping water fountains at Epcot. Everybody mm-hmm. loves that, and it's simply just water jets. So yeah. I can I can see Disney having some kind of very creative thing going on here uh, that they just hey, are not ready to showcase yet until the public gets to see it. Yeah. Now, speaking of insp- inspiration from by Moana, mm-hmm. there was a huge announcement that. Uh, that actually, uh, The Rock announced that there will be a Moana live action remake happening. I love it. Love everything about it. Love the fact that the character voices are going to be the people playing it. Yes, so, all yeah. the all, they'll all reprise their roles, which is fantastic. I don't know if that's actually ever been done. I don't know if there's ever so been either. a live version of something done that utilized all the original voice actors which is going to be great for it being close to what the original animated film was because they're already going to have that same energy and they know the character mm-hmm. so everything's going to go so well i think yeah well and he he even said you know the the chief was originally you know uh designed after ideas of his grandfather who was a chief and so that's pretty cool like just like the stories and the actual meanings behind the, you know, behind Moana and like the thought and detail that went into the characterizations of them, you know, when they were creating it. And so it kind of just shows you more about where those characters come from in his mind and his heart. And um, I I think it's a great story and I think it's going to be a fantastic uh, live version, uh, you know, of, of, you know, of a animated um, film, being put to live, I, I think it's going to be out of this world. I think, uh, yeah. 
So again, something that he, you know, the rock Dwayne Johnson, he touches it. It turns to gold. Uh, it's pretty much automatic. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. And what I'm really excited about, not only because of the film, um, but because all those teases that they shared with us um, at D23 about all these maybe possibility things that included Moana concept mm-hmm. arts, those are becoming the closer and closer. Now. Yeah, and yes. you remember we actually called it saying that they might be trying to create some hype over something that was coming soon. And yes. you know, even with the hints at Zootopia, so I'm looking for Zootopia 2 to become a thing at any, Absolutely. any moment. Absolutely. I mean, you're you're putting, uh, and if you haven't noticed yet, uh, too, th- they've started rolling out more Moana merchandise yep. mm-hmm. here lately, yep. uh, which is kind of funny because you really didn't see it after the initial release of the movie. You didn't really see Moana merchandise. You saw some Hey Hey stuff every now and then, but that's about it. Nope. Now you're getting full on Moana themed everything, housewares, etc. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of solidifying its place in the IP structure of Disney. And um, I think, yeah, they're just going to continue to build up that IP presence, whether it's Moana, whether it's Zootopia, and then to build up that anticipation for, for those rides and attractions. I'm willing to go out as far as saying this, that Moana is today's Lion King. How it's just taken over by storm. I think with this, I think with this recreation, it it could be something of that caliber just because Dwayne Johnson and everyone in the original cast is going to be behind it. So this is probably going to be one of the best recreation live action films they've Mm -hmm. done to date. I could agree with that. Yeah. I don't, I I think I need, it needs more time for me to say it's, it's the next Lion King, Justin, like Lion King has lasted 30 years now, you know, it's so, yeah, I need a little bit. It needs a little bit more time, but is it? Does it have the opportunity? Yes, absolutely. I just, I don't. In my opinion, we're not there yet with it. Uh, Lion King's still one. It's still a franchise that's watched today, right? Like, um, it's got lasting power. It will. It'll be a long time. It's got turned there into a very successful Broadway, you know, show for twenty plus years now. It's it's done everything. It's a it did live versions. Yeah, it is. So yeah, we'll see what happens, but I don't disagree that it's a fantastic. It's going to be a fantastic, um, you know, fantastic movie. I already know it. It's said and done. <laughs> well, I know this particular news uh, offering. I personally have not seen the sneak peek of it, but I know all three of us are fans of this series. But apparently, they dropped a sneak peek of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Dude, I watched it. I am not ready for this. I'm not ready for it. Um, <laughs> this is going to be our volume three is the last Guardians film. And every every teaser poster features Rocket in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are focused on Rocket. And so I had I just had the suspicion that especially off with these trailers, they're they're involving Rocket in his his background a lot and i just know something's gonna happen to rocket we'll see something's gonna happen to him my oldest daughter is a bit of a guardians like fanatic now so she's been watching a bunch <laughs> of different teaser trailers too and she has said the same thing that it's either between rocket or drax that something drastic's gonna happen to one of them 
and she says like she is she's got this whole conspiracy theory board thought out like there's like certain colors on their half of like the teaser poster or the picture and there's like the the similarities in these pictures like there's something about rocket and drax that they're trying to <laughs> highlight nonchalantly. Yeah, and well, and um, Dave Bautista came out in an interview saying that you know he 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 loves playing Drax, but he doesn't want to continue it. Like he does, he he's basically tired of doing it. Um, so yeah, even though this is the last official Guardians you know chapter, they could. There's not that's not saying that they couldn't use those characters in other ways in other films down the road. Um, but that could be a way to to kind of get Drax and him at, you know out of it out of the picture as well. But I don't know, man. It just it just makes me yeah. I'm I just anticipating losing Yondu. I can't imagine losing Rocket or Drax. <laughs> like God, yeah. It's like the it's, Grey's Anatomy of Disney. Isn't it amazing? Like this film came out of nowhere and was kind of like the sidekick film. Yeah, you know when it came out, and it's it's my favorite piece of of the Marvel, you know, cinematic universe. It's, I, I, I love guardians. I love everything about well, it. The thematic and the comedic elements that they're, they're so yeah. balanced. Soundtracks do a lot of for the soundtracks. Too. Jesus yeah. Christ. The soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. The game was great too. I don't know if you guys played that game, but it was phenomenal. I never got to play the game. Phenomenal. Oh man. You got, you got to, you got to do it. It's, insanely good if you like fallen order then you will love guardians of the galaxy wow yes that's strong and the new uh that new uh star wars game actually there's a new uh game coming out uh in a month about a month mm-hmm. so get prepared for that too yep. but yeah um just a great franchise overall uh but yeah i'm nervous i'm nervous about that movie uh coming out but yeah real quick though did you did you guys see the um we were talking about this um you know the possibility of this Moana ride um, being being implemented. Did you see the patent that was filed by um, by Disney? They actually filed it as a boat motion simulator in July of twenty one, uh, but the official date of the patent was October twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two. But it actually shows. Um, a concept of a ride vehicle uh, that looks like a boat, but it goes into this like domed area, like with a with a projection, Ooh. and it is that is the Battle of Taka. I guarantee and the projection clearly has Maui and Moana in the projection. So, and this is in the patent. So. I think this is possibly another piece to that puzzle. Interesting. I think just, this just is another piece that confirms the D23 uh, Blue Sky yeah. offerings. So I, needless to say, I think we are headed down a road where um, pay attention to what movies are being released. And yeah, it's by then design. you'll know which ride yeah. are coming or merchandise. Pay attention to the merchandise True flow. True too. They, they got to build this hype. They, they, they try to capitalize off the sales from the hype because that's just a business model. But yeah, you, you follow the, follow the movie releases. That's going to tell you a lot. Yeah. So I'm here for it. As long as they keep doing it with good franchises, I'm okay with yeah. it. Right. Right. So 
that's the shareholder meetings. Anything else come to mind, guys? That uh, any newsworthy topics? I mean, they they hit us with the bombshell. If you want to go ahead and pull the pin on that one, yeah. Why don't we just uh, throw the grenade out there? Yeah, um, it was announced actually that April twentieth, I believe, uh, yes. annual passes will be for sale again for Walt Disney World in Orlando. Um, that includes the Incredit Pass, the Sorcerer Pass, and the Pirate Pass, which are ones that have pretty much been extinct for the last, I don't know what, year and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long they're going to be for sale for and what there's like, if there's like any sort of cap on them, but it, it, the language that Disney used was there's, it was limited quantities will be available. So I think it's going to be right in line with what they did before having it open for mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. I'm glad I don't have to wait. Well, the again. wasn't it? Wasn't it um, when they just reopened the key, uh, key pass or key holder for, uh, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and for Disneyland, and it sold out in a couple of hours when they opened up that queue mm-hmm. to, to purchase them. So understanding that that's a much smaller park, right? Like that's a much smaller base. Right. Uh, so Walt Disney world resort is much larger, so it can, it can have more pass holders. Yeah. More gates, but yeah, more everything. I, I still think that there's going to be. I, I I absolutely think they're going to cap it and close it and shut it down again. So, we said all that to say this: April twentieth, have your ducks in a row, and be ready to sit in the queue. And as soon as you can make a payment to get your annual pass, do it as soon yep. as human. And this yeah. also gives. Um, they're actually giving like a grace window, I believe, for current pass holders to modify their current pass as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, any current pass holders will be eligible to change, whether so upgrade or downgrade your existing pass um, in this window, starting on the 20th as well. The uh, On the 13th, um, DVC members actually get access to uh, to begin purchasing these passes. So they get a little bit of a head start. Um, so when you're listening to this, uh, episode on release day, um, yesterday, uh, the DVC members got a head start on you. So, um, if you are a DVC member listening to this episode right now on release day, the 14th of April, then if you want annual pass, go grab it now. Uh, cause now's your chance to go and, uh, get that, uh, for you. So, uh, go take advantage of that. And yeah, they haven't announced what time on the 20th yet they will be available. I'm going to guess probably a 6 a.m. release like they normally do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. there will be a lot of game of uh, hitting ref- the refresh button um, that day. Yeah. And a lot of hurry just up expect and wait. there to be, <laughs> yep, a lot of cube breakdowns. Um, I, I anticipate there being a lot of, um, frustration. Yeah, just a lot of, a lot of stuff there. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting time. There's been a lot of people that have been wanting to, you know, basically everyone out of state, right? That or people here in Florida that just can't go during the week, right? And that the Pixie Pass is no good to them. Um, that they need a pass with the weekends uh, access. So, yeah, I, I know that several people um, that have been tracking this, and it's it's ex- an exciting time for them. And I mean, so so it should be, right? They get to come back to Disney world. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've been able to come, but man, you know how, how much, how expensive those tickets are. I, I actually, uh, went and 
Ryan has well, told you. Well, I went on uh, blockout dates. We we ended up going, and so mm-hmm. I had to get tickets, you know, for dates to visit during a blockout period. And yeah, it, it's expensive, man. Even with Florida rates, so it's it gets up there. Um, so I'm I'm super happy that people can go and experience the parks again in a in a you know a better fashion. We'll say and reap some of the benefits as well. So yeah. it's an exciting time for them, but. This does also bring up some questions and concerns. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, go ahead because I've got some questions too. <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, we already have a reservation system in place. We already have plenty of. We already have crowds that we are overbearing and uh, incredibly difficult to get. Um, not only the park reservations. Uh, but dining reservations on top of it, ridiculous ride uh, hotel times. space, ride times, wait times for everything, uh, Genie Plus pricing surges, um, you name it. We already have those problems existing today, and it's only the spring. We haven't even gotten to the summer crowds yet. Um, there is no break period anymore at Disney World. Um, it's just not. There used to be lulls, and the lulls are just not what they used to be. Um, so it's, it's just busy and busier and busiest. Um, so, quite literally, I am concerned that we already have these problems. What is it going to do whenever they r- allow an additional fifty thousand annual pass holders to to join yeah. at one time? Does this does this limit the amount of available reservations because there's already a preset amount of reservations set aside for just pass holders that caps out so Mm -hmm. ticketed guests can have admission as well because that was apparently an issue before the park reservation system had like a reformatting was ticketed guests could not get admission because pass holders were pretty much taking up all the park reservations so is it going to make it harder for loyal pass holders to get dates now or like I'm, I'm, I'm very skeptical on how this is going to work because I know a bunch of people are fixing to bypasses. And don't forget that they did announce the changes or updates to the reservation system are coming soon, where you'll be able to park hop without needing a uh, reservation and everything, which so, just allows for people to, to for it to be busier, right? Like right. So I mean that that also adds to the questioning of when is that going to be implemented, and then what is the what is the trickle effect? Yeah, going and to look oh, that's like? coming up. The, we got that date from them. The addition of right um, after two o'clock, pass holders don't have to have a reservation at all to go to a park, except for Magic Kingdom exactly. on Sundays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is when that kicks off, which is just in a couple of weeks. All the locals are not mistaken. Swamp that place. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? But that's what I'm saying. Like. Now we don't, we're not even going to know how many people are actually going to visit these parks. Yeah. I mean, that was the one advantage that they had with this park reservation system that they know the demand at each park in advance. Yeah, they, have yeah, they know over. where they need staff. They know where they're going to need supplies. And it's just when you think about even things like food, right? Like if you want to get food at the parks now, now they're not going to know where, you know, where people will plan on being. So then you have to d- depend on what well, what happens when we have a, sur- a crowd surge and they run out of you know your favorite food at the parks and you know now you're upset and it's just 
it's just another dynamic that I don't it's weird, right? Because we we argue about this point of view or like, oh well, why is this park pass system in place? I don't have to deal with this. I should be able to go when I want to go, blah, blah, blah. But then on the on the contrary, you're like, well, if there this park pass system isn't in in place or you can basically just come in after two anyways without having a reservation. Well, what does that actually look like for you now? Yeah. <laughs> in your well, side of things. And there's also the uh the possibility of say like parks have a capacity cap. So say if someone goes after two o'clock and you know, in their head they're allowed admission because they're a pass holder. But what if the park's at full cap? Do they get turned away at the gate? Or you know, is that gonna happen yeah. and it's gonna piss people off? Like there's there's people that have been turned away from the gates uh, when parks get oh, capacity yeah. after park hopping hours, like it, it's a thing. So yeah, never say never. It happened before, it'll happen again. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. And then people are gonna go and riot, and then they'll go and change another policy, and it's just you know how it's gonna play out. It's but that's the that's the scary part of all this is not just the not just the access to the parks. But everything that goes along with it, right? And so that's where I'm like, because not only, like I said, taking up space in the parks, one thing, but taking up food supply, taking up um, hotel space, uh, even, I mean, just the ability, think about all the accessorial things that you do, uh, catching buses, all the transportation, um, you know, the leisure activities, uh, going to Disney Springs. All those getting, you know, gas, like all that's the roadways, all, all of it becomes more congested yep. and more in demand because there's they're enabling more people to be there. And you still only have one water park open right now. So mm-hmm. at least like you're ha- you have less things open. You have half of Epcot closed still. Um, you have less areas to dissipate that crowd. And so mm-hmm. it's going to feel it's going to feel even more crowded because of that. And so I, I'm just very curious to see this play out. Um, I'm very curious to see, like, they'll never share it, but I wish we knew what that number was, what that limit number was. Um, but yeah, I doing this, I, when, you know, people ask me, wait, when do you think that annual passes will be available again? And I always thought that it could be very close to when the 50th ended. Um, and so I always kind of like felt like that. I felt here and there some things when, when Iger came back um, a few months ago and started making some changes. That it would be sooner. Yeah, I thought it would be sooner. Um, but something – it just always felt that they were trying to push the demand and in individual ticket sales to, for people to experience the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Um, unbeknownst to them, there was nothing special happening. No, um, not at all. <laughs> but um, well, I mean, I, I want to expand on that because I still feel that uh, Iger pushed for it to be earlier, and that's earlier than they anticipated. In my opinion, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're not too um, far removed from that timeline, you know. And, and we don't, we don't know that time, right? Like we, right? But right, yeah. that's that was just my that was just my best assumption. Um. I thought that they would do it, you know, because they wanted to allow the spring break crowds to come in as well. Um, 
I, mm-hmm. as we get closer, as we were getting closer to summer, I was, I was starting to get unsure, you know, like, all right, well maybe it will delay it until like the fall, because if you want a slow season at Disney, uh, Labor Day, that kind of, that kind of th- a three to four week window of that Labor Day around Labor Day is this, you know, quote unquote, slower part of the year. Um, and so I thought, okay, maybe, maybe we get closer around then so they can push demand that way. But no, here we go. Um, you know, here we are just, a, a, you know, a week away from this episode release date and we get uh, annual passes again for the masses. Yeah. I'm so. almost wondering if they're just like willing to pack the parks out even more because people are still buying Genie Plus. People are booking ride times and. Yeah, nobody's really complaining because ticket sales are as high as they've ever been. So, you know, why wouldn't they? You got a point. Yeah, you you have yeah, a solid point. Super valid. I'm just, I just am overall just concerned of space. Yeah. Where do we put all these people? My thing is, I'm I'm thankful that I don't have a whole lot of summer plans to go to Disney. You no, know, here and there I can see that, but. For those that are going to be constantly visiting the parks, I feel for them because I think there's going to be some some families affected. Yeah, for sure. it just won't be. I mean, it's just going to have to know going in. You're going to have to go into it knowing that it's going to be more crowded because you're going to have those revenge vacationers that, hey, I finally get to go to Disney. I got my new annual pass. It's going to burn a hole in their pocket. They're going to want to use it and go. Yeah. And so it's just going to be. Yeah. It's going to pretty much make the push for people buying Genie Plus. Just to beat yep. the lines. Yeah. That's all it boils down to. It's Bingo. a full circle model. Which means more money in their pocket. Yep. Right? Bingo. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, annual passes. Uh, congratulations to everybody. Go grab them. Uh, set your calendars. And, uh, well, yeah. supplies last. And, uh, <laughs> good luck going, going to get them. Let us know. Let us know if you got your got your annual pass. Uh, we'll put some holes out uh, there. Before we, before we jump into... Uh, Happily Ever After's return. Uh, I want to make a brief mention of also in a little bit of news that the Disney Cruise Line is now incorporating oh, yeah. Disney Band yes. Plus. Disney Band. Um, yeah. So when this news first, this announcement first dropped, it basically just said, hey, featuring, you know, you can now use this on the Wish. Upcoming sailors on the Wish can can utilize this new technology, Disney Band Plus. And it looked just like a Magic Band Plus. And I'm like, well, what the heck? Why is it not a Magic Band? And then also, like, can I use my existing Magic Band? Do I have to get a Disney Band? Right. Um, so I had a lot of questions. Further context came out. Um in fact, it's for uh, legal reasons that they have to use the term Disney Band Plus versus Magic Band Plus. Essentially, they can't use the term Magic Band um, in some international areas where these ships travel. So, um, so yeah, they're not legally permitted to do so. So that's why you get Disney Band. Um, but but they, they are, are the, the same, same thing. thing. They're interchangeable. You can use one for the other. Um, the Magic Band uh, 2.0s or original Magic Bands are not compatible um, on the ships, uh, but Magic Band Plus is. And I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, you know, it looks yeah. like they are going to utilize it for room keys. Um, you know, room access and onboard, and onboard charges. charges. Um, 
I, I wonder if they'll do because they have those interactive elements for the games um, that you use your the phone your phone with. Um, I wonder if they do anything else with them as well. And it's funny because not that long ago we spoke of oh, what yeah. could they do with Magic yeah. Band Plus in the future. Mm-hmm. And here's yeah, I seen in one of the teaser one. videos that like a cast member on the boat was scanning their magic band uh with like a little palm pilot like they do at the parks and um mm-hmm. i don't know if that's for like if you know getting back on the boat i mean i'm sure they're going to need to see id when you're getting back on the boat as well from like a you know a port of call or something yeah but unless it's already tied yeah, to your magic yeah, band yeah. i mean it's gonna be i yeah probably be utilized a lot like how you use it at a resort right like where you can just be your wallet mm-hmm. and you know your identification and all that stuff it um yeah, it'll probably be utilized very similarly. Um, I mentioned to see like you only have to present your yeah. ID you know, as you're boarding the ship initially, yeah. and then the rest of the yeah. time you're good. Yeah, I mean we'll find out, right? Uh, Ryan, uh, he's got a, a cruise schedule. Yeah, and, Ryan will be the first and, one to find um, out. I'm interested to see how long it takes for them to, um, you know, to roll this out to the other ships as well, because yeah. uh, they only announced it uh, available on the Wish so far. So um, we'll see what they do with the other ships. You know, the treasure is. Um, on its on its way very soon, um, so I'm sure it'll have you know all the latest and greatest there as well. But absolutely, uh, yeah. When is, I'm you know curious to see how it impacts the wish and the experience, and then uh, how soon they roll it out to the other ships. So, and I like I like their approach to it too, using it on one specific ship that's new, upgrade all its features or build it with these features, and then announce it, test run it, get all your data yeah. analytics. And see if it's worth upgrading the rest of your fleet. I think they they did this so, so yeah. And then of course, in the most Disney marketing way possible, um, they made right three or four exclusive designs only for the ships. <laughs> so yeah, hey, is- if you uh, if you want a chance of grabbing that uh, Magic Band design, then well, you, now you got to book a cruise, <laughs> just like the Halcyon Magic Bands. That- yeah. <laughs> talk about exclusive yeah yeah that's that's pretty exclusive to me yeah so uh yeah and there'll be uh i'm sure we'll see some of those on ebay uh here after a while so (laughs) yeah but yeah that's um that's all the news some some definitely some big ones out there for sure uh and obviously like we're recording this when these news uh topics just dropped um so when this episode is released, we realize that the topics now have aged a bit a week um, or so. But n- just make sure that everyone's aware of everything happening and just our our thoughts. Yeah, our this thoughts is all in real so, time. That is some of the news. And fellas, can we just talk about one of the best event weekends possibly in a very very long time um, at Walt Disney World? Yeah, they um, it they was, nailed it. Like, yeah. what a better way to send off a raggedy ass fireworks show and then a fiftieth anniversary celebration that was way too long. They sent it off with a bang and gave everybody back what they loved, plus a new yeah. ride. Like, you can't beat it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, well, go ahead, Justin. Well, the the funny part of it was like when we you know, first pulled up into the parking lot to even start our, our time at magic kingdom. There was hardly nobody there. So we were like, uh, what's going on? Yeah. 
So. Yeah. Um, when you told me that when you were texting me and and told me that TTC was kind of empty, I you know immediately oh well people are just waiting. People are literally planning their day around these fireworks. Um, for yep. so, Justin and Ryan recently got to go to. Uh, Walt Disney World, uh, stay down there, um, visited Epcot and did some more Flower and Garden Festival. Um, again, we will be getting into that coverage on uh, next week's episode, and we're going to dive in and do our first edition review of this year's Flower and Garden Festival and uh, go through some of the food, activities, all that jazz. Uh, so we'll reserve that conversation for next week's uh, episode. Um, but... I, I do want you guys just um, to lay out a little bit of what the day was of going to Magic Kingdom and waiting for the return of Happily Ever After, and then um, just what it was like uh, for Tron's opening day as well um, the next day and kind of the monumental occasion that that was um, for for Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. Yeah, like, like Justin said... Um... We got to the the actual gate where you scan in just to park for Magic Kingdom, and normally there's a stack of cars and everybody's like splitting off trying to find the shortest lane to get into to, yeah. to park. Yeah, dude, there was literally like one car at one of the booths and the rest of them were were open. Wow! Yeah. And literally, like we, it was, we scanned it in, was wild, and we parked at Peter Pan. So we were oh, like, okay literally right in front of Polly just behind the first row of trees. So we, we yeah. actually could have like avoided the tram and just walked from the, like got off the monorail at the Polly and walked to the car. But, um, yeah, it was wild. Like, um, we mentioned it, uh, like myself and Justin and my wife and our mom, uh, when we were at TTC and getting up to the monorail, because for some reason the monorails were just on point that day, they were rolling in left and right. But it reminded us of like 2021 COVID Disney. That's how empty it was. Oh, wow. Wow. That's weird. It was. Quite literally, yep. it felt like COVID Disney. And then, um, you know, getting into the park, it wasn't really all that busy. It was, it was, you know, about normal as far as um, ride times and stuff in the park. But, um, you know, we were there really just to kill time until the fireworks show. Anything else we did was a bonus. So yeah, we um we just kind of you know made our way through you know the middle of the park and some of the crowds are starting to build up around like uh you know Adventureland and Fantasyland and all your normal big ticket rides, but um what Justin what did we start off with that day I've I've actually forgot we went to Dumbo first yeah that's right because um they have Dumbo set up now to where you have like a buzzer. So you go through the first part yeah. of the line and you take a buzzer and yeah. you wait in the play area and then your buzzer yep. goes off whenever like I guess your table's ready basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. And honestly I I like it because you're in the shade so you get to cool off. The kids can burn some energy and you're you're notified when it's your your party's turn to get in yeah. line and get ready for the ride. So yeah. I, I like that concept. So you know, everybody got on Dumbo. It was four adults and four kids, so everybody had a battle buddy. Um, everybody <laughs> grabbed an elephant, and we rode the rides. Um, I believe we hopped over to Little Mermaid, 
and rode that afterward. And um, Little Mermaid was actually like a about a thirty minute wait, which is kind of rare. Oh wow! Um, but yeah. you know, it was good to see Scuttle back. Uh, it's been a while since we've yep. had that animatronic. But um, not only that, but fully functional too. He looked like he was a spring chicken. Like he was doing all kinds of stuff. I haven't seen him do in years. After we got off Little Mermaid, we made our way over to Gaston's Tavern and um, enjoyed a Silafu's brew and the Master's Cupcake, which they finally brought back with the gray stuff on it. The gray delicious stuff. Yeah. as always. Yep. I got delicious. one little fingertip yep. of icing, and my kids devoured the rest of it. So. But at least I got the LeFou's brew. They didn't like it, but I love apple juice. So I was shocked at how good that was. I really was. With that marshmallow, like I, you wouldn't think marshmallow and apple juice would go well together in, in a pairing, but I was pleasantly surprised. I love it was I love, delicious. Like, I love ices and I love apple juice. So if you make that one thing, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the the park was at this point. It was you know we didn't get to the park until noon, anyways, because we knew we were going to be there late, and we weren't really worried about uh, you know rope yeah, dropping yeah. or riding a bunch of rides. Um, we were just kind of pacing ourselves so the kids wouldn't get too wore out, and we could all enjoy the fireworks show without any uh, obstacles. But uh, plus, Magic Kingdom was open later too, so after the fireworks were over, we could yes, do a little bit of ride yes, riding. That that was the that was the ticket there. But um, I think at this point we went and got something to eat, or we rode Haunted Mansion first. Yeah, we got on Haunted Mansion, and remember it was posted for a sixty-minute wait, and the line was actually in front of the Liberty Bell entrance. The, the Ooh, yeah, the okay. riverboat. But we got yeah. in there in what like twenty-three minutes, Justin. It was something like that. It was less yeah, than thirty. It flew. So they had. I mean, the line was yeah, out they, there, but they it handled was moving. the crowds. I don't know if we got lucky and just kind of hit a point where there were really no lightning lanes, so it didn't hold up the regular standby line. But they moved that line. So that or everybody dragging their bodies to yeah, the center a little too. quicker. Um, but of course, Haunted Mansion is always a a a plus ride for me. That's mm-hmm. that one always does it. But um, then we were all feeling a little hungry, so we decided to get. You know, kind of like a late lunch, early dinner kind of deal. So mm-hmm. we uh, slid right there across the way from um, Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square to the Columbia Harbor House and uh, enjoyed some food there. Making that a new little spot for you, huh? Oh, yeah, man. Um, that, that captain's platter, <laughs> that's that's it the way good. to go, man. You get tenders and fish fillets and um, what else you get? Uh, fried shrimp, hush puppies, fries, and it's like... 14 bucks. Mm. Yeah, it's good too. I can't say the chicken strips were pretty good. That's what I had. Um, and the fries yeah. decent. Uh, we had good company there to join us and uh, had great conversations there. You know who you are. So uh, it was a good time. And, uh, and we were in discussions of, you know, when to make our mark to go out to, uh, the hub and secure our spot without it being too early. And we just burned to a crisp. Cause at this point it was just burning hot. Yeah. Uh, so when we left there, we, uh, we decided to go ahead and, and walk around and just, just, you know, check the spot out, just see how it's looking in the hub. Uh, we peeked into Casey's and, uh, 
we went live because we were being entertained by the piano player that's oh, outside yeah. of Casey's. And this man, this man was oh, lighting was up nice the ivories with, with some great tunes. Uh, we got to hear him do ELO, a uh, little bit of uh, Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, uh, it was so good, man. That, that's why Ryan went live. You know, we were just enjoying the hell out of that. It reminded us a lot of yeah, yeah that guy was feeding off of our uh, energy with us being atmosphere. there and kind of singing along and just kind of gassing him up. Like he kept looking at us and you know giving us like a grin. And yeah, it, you could tell he was feeling it. Yeah, I could tell when I was watching that video. Um, and for all the listeners out there. Uh, you can go check this video out uh, off the monorails on Instagram. Uh, go check us out there, and of course, all the other socials at off the monorails. Uh, but yeah, he was just—he was feeding off the crowd and people around him. Um, he, uh, did a little bit of um, you know Randy Newman as oh, well yeah. in there, so it's just really good, really good entertainment. I, I think it's um, it's an underrated spot to just sit, you know sit and enjoy a break and listen to some of that music for a little while Yeah, there at Magic Kingdom. Very much so. I mean, it's in shade. You got bathrooms nearby. You got uh, a first aid station nearby, baby changing stations. I mean, everything you need is actually yep. right there yep. in that corner yep. of the hub. But So it's, it's an underrated yeah, we, spot for once, sure. Once he finished up um, there, um, we, we kind of scoped out and did a vibe check on the hub area, and it was still, still kind of bare. And it was around like 5.30, so we knew we had about an hour because there was a cavalcade actually coming through around 6.30 um, from the hub area. So we knew if we tried to congregate in a certain area, everybody was going to be moved anyways because of the cavalcade. So we made um, just after 6.30 kind of our target time to get back to the hub and just, you know, claim our stake to where we were going to enjoy Happily Ever After. And... um, we decided to kill some time and take a little ride on the people mover because it was only like a 10 minute wait and we probably didn't wait five. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a whole vibe to take in and enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah. I had a great time with that. Yeah. People movers always just, man, it's always a great, fantastic ride. You know, it's just one of those, it, it never gets old. It's just a great way to anytime yeah. you need a break. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great way to you. see the park a little bit too at the same time. And yeah, it's a, it's a nice ride. It really is. If your dogs are barking, oh yeah, perfect ride. But um, we got off the people mover, and we all decided then, you know what? Let's everybody get a bathroom break, and let's lock down our spot. You know, we, yeah. we might as well just go ahead and commit. Um, we knew that this day had been coming for a long time, and we had booked this stay way in advance, so we were not going to do ourselves a disservice and get a shitty spot to watch the show. So yeah. uh, we locked down a nice spot, like dead center of the hub, just to the left of the partner statue. It was chef's kiss. And honest, we chose the perfect time to do it because not even a half an hour later, the yeah, crowds the locals just got off work and started waves. pouring in. Yeah. Just wave after wave after wave. And then, you know, we went live uh, once mm-hmm. or twice leading up to it just to show you know, the energy was very, very palpable, you know, as it built. Um, back when the yeah. signal was really good, um, leading up to going live for Happily Ever After, you know. But um, while we were there, we met several content creators, so got to shake some hands and uh, meet some people that we've uh, 
you know, followed for a long time yeah. and are uh, big into the Disney, yeah. you know, creator game. And it was nice to at least uh, say hello to those folks uh, from near and abroad. So uh, shout out to all you guys. It was nice meeting all of you. And uh, whenever uh, it came down to the eight o'clock, eight thirty hour, we were all waiting yeah. on the announcement. So tell me about this. Tell me about the lead up, because I mean, obviously, I was trying to follow as closely as I could uh, through you guys, through the socials, and see. I, I, I was visiting our socials. I was visiting other some of the people that you mentioned <laughs> uh, their their socials, um, just to try to get a feeling, a sense of what it actually felt like to be there. So just kind of like just your your thoughts and and what the what those crowds were like, what that anticipation was like, that waiting game, um, the build up, you know, the the this, you know, just what did it feel like to you? Because um, I can I can tell you what it felt like for for people at home. Yeah, it was to me. There wasn't much of like a, a anxiousness or. Uh, uh, energy until like Justin said there was a certain point in time where it just seemed like a switch flipped and people just started pouring in and you kind of heard the crowd noise getting a little louder and then people started packing in just a little bit tighter and then it's you look like we would look behind us and could see Main Street at one point in time and literally 45 minutes later you look back and it looks like a presidential inauguration like <laughs> all the way back to Main Street Station is just yeah, nothing but, but people and wow once you've seen that you were like oh i knew i felt some kind of energy and there's like six million people behind me so yeah um i it was it was definitely once the crowd started pouring in for me that i kind of felt like oh this is something big right here and i'm going to add on to that because i also agree it was when the you know we turned around and 40 minutes later what we once saw sidewalks and asphalt we no longer saw we saw people uh I think what did it for me was seeing all the people there wearing various happily ever after shirts or merchandise, mm -hmm. uh, whether, you know, Etsy, Disney content creator shops or yeah. directly from, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Yours truly sported that one. So that was, uh, that was nice. Uh, it actually got a lot of compliments awesome. too. Um, but it was, I think seeing, the visual representation of why people were there and, and you can, it was clear yeah. and evident people were there for happily ever after. Like there was no joking around about it. Like in, around in the hub, you turned around in circles, you would see more happily ever after shirts than you would yeah, anything yeah. else. And that means something like even the cast members commented on it that were near us. Like when we had spoken with them, they were all like, "Oh yeah, people have been here since two o'clock, yeah. sitting in the hub." Did it? Did it? Laying you out, have that feeling know. of like, um, almost like a like a big game pep rally, yeah, like where people just start like circling up for the same cause yeah. and just kind of start camping out to to cheer on the team, so to speak. Yeah. But the team being the fireworks in this yeah. case, like, and like I think aside from like the crowd buildup that the biggest uh the the crescendo of the build up for me was cuz they didn't do like a 30 minute warning or or a 10 minute warning they did like a 5 minute right. and they just like blinked the lights in the hub area like dimmed them for oh, yeah. a second and, and everyone, everyone went, went completely crazy. ape shit 
And to me, that was so, like the top. That was peak. So you shared that video, you, a real quick uh, clip of video um, of that moment. And for the literally like half second that that blinking occurred, I think there was a small ding or you know sound that went with it. Yeah. But the the maybe one second that followed it, where it was complete silence. Yes. yes. Complete. It was so weird because yep. I could see the crowd right, like from your purview, I can see a little bit of that crowd, and yeah it's sizable just from that frame alone. Right. And that was only a glimpse of it, but to see even the crowd in just that frame fall completely silent yeah. for that split second, it was that to me was like, that was the moment where it's like it's chilling. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it really was. It was just amazing. And that could happen yeah. like that. And truthfully, um, I would love to see some then, stats yeah. on how many people was in that crowd that night. Like how many people were in magic kingdom? Yeah. That that would love to know that. Well, then you're going to be in for a real treat because, uh, like Ryan was saying, we never got a 30 minute warning, a 20 minute warning, a 15 minute warning, or a 10 minute warning. We got literally a five minute warning. As it got down, people were looking at their watches, and that last minute, when it got down to 10 seconds before the nine o'clock hour struck, a loud. <laughs> A loud yeah. countdown began from the entire <laughs> crowd from 10 seconds down to one. And as soon as it got to zero, lights went out and then boom, happily ever ever kicked off. That was the coolest damn thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. That and was it awesome. almost felt like a, a relief was lifted off my shoulders. It was like, oh yeah. shit, it's here. Like, this is it. Like, yeah, it, it was so cool. And then like, I, my my intentions were to make an entire YouTube video of this fireworks show and literally like two and a half minutes into it, I put my damn phone in my pocket because yeah. I was just, I was just awestruck by it. And like I was looking oh, at it through my phone and then I'm looking at it past my phone. I'm like, am I really watching this in, in person again? Like never ever yeah. thought that it, I would, I would see the show in person again because I only got to see it one time and that was two days before oh. it was, right over wow. and um yeah i just i was so taken back by it and i know that i'm going back you know again within the next week so mm -hmm. i'll be able to get the, the show recorded again so i just you know in that moment i just said you know what the hell with it i'm putting my phone in my pocket and i'm living this moment and i just held my youngest daughter and listened to her sing every single word for the entire 20 minutes of the show and that <laughs> that was like that was probably awesome. my top Disney moment so far. It's just, um, you know, being being at home and watching everyone involved with the show, right? Like, and just experience it, like trying to view it through their different lenses, um, you know. And it was just, it was, it was really cool to see just how much it meant to so many people and so many different ways. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, and it, it really, it was just, it was a, it was a very monumental moment for a lot of people. Um, so well, it was, yeah, I, it's, it, it's a show that people have loved for a long time. Um, but it, it's those moments of meaningfulness that 
that's where the, those connections start to occur. And yeah, like for me, for a long time, I, Disney fireworks or Disney fireworks. Like, yeah, they're good, but they're, they're just fireworks. I've never been like a fireworks guy, right? Like, right. I'll, I'll blow some stuff up, but I don't care about the pageantry of a fireworks show. I blow but, a toilet up. Man, it <laughs> 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 happens from time to time. Um, but as as you see that show more and more. And especially Ryan, like you mentioned, right? Like with your little ones and you start to, it starts to unravel the stories that you grew up with. And then now that they're growing up with and the connections that those moments mean. It's a very full circle um, thing. It is. And then it just, the translation of feeling and emotion to the powerfulness of the fireworks themselves, right? The explosions, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it becomes a very powerful thing. And uh, this, this has become a very pseudo philosophical rant, but it's just, um, it's really cool just to see how, how a simple firework, I'm going to say simple. Uh, No, it's not simple, but a simple firework show can mean um, so, so many different things to different people. Yes. I think you nailed it with the keyword connection. Everyone has their own way of finding where mm-hmm. that connection is to them. And I think that's the biggest thing that Happily Ever After has yeah, over it, any other fireworks show. Uh, it has just that ability to draw something. It'll pierce any hardened armor, any manly man that has been so pessimistic about the entire experience. Eventually, it's going to pierce through that armor and find something that it'll just trigger a memory a, a scent a taste it, it'll trigger something and it'll tie you in yeah, and, it'll rope and you and in. to add on That's to that at face value it's a fireworks show but it's much much more to many people and it's many things to many different people but it's so much more than just a firework spectacular that happens at the end of the night it's it's emotional it's like you said, Jordan, a connection. It's just so many things and it's, it's objective, you know, it's whatever it, it wants to be to you. It, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be the same as everybody else. You, exactly. you just, it is what it is and it makes you feel things. And yep. that's what makes it so great. I think the coolest part, I, I don't know how many streams uh, you were able to go around. Unfortunately, ours had a lot of issues. So be on my control. I tried, but, uh, I don't know how many streams were up and was able to stream, you know, good quality all the way through. But everybody, and I mean everybody, was singing every line to the songs. Yeah. And everybody around us had tears in their eyes, screaming at the top of their lungs, singing. And that's a moment. I knew was going to happen. No, you know, knowing that we were going yeah. to the show, I didn't think it would impact yeah. me as much as it well, did. It was that to me, uh, the, the same sentiment you, you just said there, Justin. And then with the place that our world is in right now with so much division and just bad things going on, there were so many people in one place of different walks of life and different opinions that have one common cause. And everybody was there for that one thing. And yeah. 
that felt good. That felt really good. Yeah. I mean, it's what Disney can do for you, right? I mean, it's a Disney's a hard vacation. It's a it can be at least uh, for many it it is right off the rip because they don't have access or know about people like us or mm-hmm. podcasts or Instagram accounts or YouTube's or anything else, right? Resources. They don't they don't have the resources or they don't know how to access resources or and just in general don't know. Right, Ryan, if you think about your initial trip to Magic Kingdom those six years ago or so, um, after which you told me you would never go back to the Disney World again. Yeah. If you put your put yourself back in those shoes and that if you you know it can be miserable and people can go and be impacted that way and be frustrated there during their trips and become more and more frustrated towards others um during that trip because of because of those other things and um and so it is nice it's refreshing that yeah it can be difficult but it can also be eye-opening and be warming and be inviting to experience other people and new cultures mm-hmm. and um yeah Emotions. and just people just like be appreciative of the human race and just be you know be appreciative of each other um you know there's we've met a lot of really cool people because of disney because Indeed. of doing this and we don't have those opportunities if we don't do this, if we don't go to Disney, right? Like you never know what it's going to, what this is going to bring into your life. And uh, we've been fortunate enough to do some really cool things already uh, because of, because we like going to Disney yeah. world. And so, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Um, and while you mentioned the topic of meeting people, there was a family that we stood with during the fireworks show and actually the hours leading up to it. And I wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out because they are fantastic people. Um, they are the Webb family and they are from Texas. They had actually flew in specifically for the fireworks show from Texas. Wow. Uh, they Amazing. are DVC members and have been for, I think, seven or eight years. And they, um, they actually couldn't nail down, um, a stay at, you know, like their home resort or one resort. So they were like yeah. staying at a different DVC resort with their points for like several nights for that stay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, namely, I think they were at Bay Lake Tower the day of the show. But, uh, yeah, the Webb family, Great they fun. stood there with us and we just chatted up and like within minutes, yeah, within yeah, we minutes, we were talking to them as them. if they were lifelong friends or family members. And they were just fantastic people. Um, uh, later in the conversation, we talked about us, you know, having a podcast and, you know, told them if they were ever wanting to scratch that Disney itch because they, you know, or were big on watching Disney YouTube and stuff. So uh, we told them, you know, we got the podcast and there's just another way to keep yourself connected to the parks. Um, feel free to give us a listen. I mean, they all followed us and, you know, I'm glad we got more people following along and, you know, just branching out some more, yeah. but just like you said, I love meeting these new fantastic people. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's a great opportunity. I'm, I'm super, you know, I'm super impressed to hear that people is that goes to show you what it meant, right? It goes to show you what this meant to people yep. and you don't know in what capacity this, the, the, you know, this show meant to them specifically, but right. it meant something, something enough for them to fly from Texas exactly. to fly. go see yep. it. 
um, and spend their time and their money to to do it. So, yeah, they weren't the only ones. Yeah, trust. I mean, <laughs> I, I saw it from from all over all over socials. That's that was the interesting piece too. Was like seeing this all unfold. Um. Yeah. And like seeing the different reactions where you are taking it in organically, right? Where yeah. you can see only your perspective, really. Where anyone at home can see a thousand different perspectives basically all at once. Um, so it was really cool right. to, to see the, you know, the different lenses of, of that experience and then also be jealous at the same time that I wasn't there with you guys. And then every single one of them lead to the yes. same. So what yes. you're saying is yeah, we watched that, the moment the cool unfold. <laughs> see what did there? I see, I see what you did there. <laughs> It was, it was, man, it was such a good, just, it wasn't even the icing on the cake for that night because once the fireworks show was over, we still had an hour and a half in the park. And, um, Justin, go ahead and tell Jordan about the the grand slam that we knocked out after, after we watched the fireworks and the rest of the crowd, uh, left for the night. Oh yeah. Tell me, cause I do not know anything about this. So. We ended up going uh, on a second trip to Hana Mansion. Uh, basically walked on to that. Uh, immediately following that, I'm no, I apologize. We did Which Pirates was of the Caribbean walk first. On. Straight up walk on. Uh, after we got off Pirates, then we went to Hana Mansion. And as we were rounding up the corridor... Uh, we were going to hop on uh, It's a Small World because it was down earlier in the day. So we hopped on that. And after we got off of that, we saw that Peter Pan, there was no one outside in the queue, and that there was only people just exiting. But it, the oh, you know what that means. But it was listed as a 90-minute wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know what we did? We hopped our happy asses Call into bluff. this queue. <laughs> And we went. It, dude, all the it's way funny you that say thing. that because I actually said to the cast members as we walked into the standby entrance, I said, "This doesn't look like a ninety-minute wait." And she uh, she told me she says, "Well, go in there and find out." And we literally walked all the way through, <laughs> past the kids' bedroom and everything. It, it was yeah. like four minutes. Yep. Anytime you go to Magic Kingdom and can knock out four A-list rides in less than an hour, I mean, you yeah. you kicked the ass. Win. Awesome, but after that, uh, we uh, we ended up making the executive decision to call it a day because uh, mainly we were just waiting for everyone to start yeah. filing out, you know, after the fireworks were over. And uh, boy, did they call our blow because there was still quite a bit of people. And how about how about the uh, the main monorail went down? Yeah, went down. Yeah. So I didn't know how that was going to be. Uh, it got back going when we were ready to go, but um. I don't know how that affected everybody getting to the parks uh, in that, you know, four to seven, eight yeah. o'clock time. I know frame there were some delays for was sure. Um, yeah. Uh, did y'all, um, did y'all get to uh, take in any of the festivities or experience of the opening day for Tron? Did y'all go over to uh, Magic Kingdom that day at all? We went to Epcot actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tron, uh, all the, because we were up so late, uh, we ended up getting with the kids and we just, we slept in 
the following day. So we, we knew we were going to miss out on, on Tron cause it was checkout day as okay. well for us. So it was just going to be a busy morning and we were luckily able to switch our stuff over to, uh, okay. Epcot for our park pass yeah. you know, reservations. And, uh, we drug our happy asses out of bed, all the adults at the six fifty eight yeah. time frame to try and land a cosmic rewind and we successfully did so and went nice. back to sleep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And we celebrated for a solid ten minutes and everyone went yeah. back to the room and went and, to sleep. And to make quick work of this day because we was we was gone and on the road by two o'clock. Um yeah. we got into Epcot. Um just kind of moseyed around a little bit. Um, I think we hit one or two festival booths. And um, by the time we did that, our group was being called. And um, we got to go ride Guardians. We got the exact song that we wanted. We got uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World yes. by Tears for Fears. That's like my third God. time having it. Yes. Justin, yes. Awesome. It was Justin's first was time so having good. that song. So, Justin, tell Jordan what your thoughts were. It, it kicked September's ass, like Ryan said. I didn't think it was possible. It kicked September's It's the one ass. I want for a reason. Dude, it's the one I want for a reason. so perfect. Uh, it's so good. As soon as we launched it, we heard that. Oh, I lost it. Oh, I was man. <laughs> Yeah, I could hear Ryan <laughs> over the entire audio. Oh, man. Great. We had such a good time with that. Cosmic Rewind, if you've not ridden it up to this point, you must do yourself a well, favor and get yourself the opportunity to ride this by virtual queue or by purchasing. There's the a good chance of that people, some people listening to this episode right now haven't been able to experience it because they haven't been able to get a pass yeah and they simply don't want to uh yep. shell out the money for single day tickets or you know regular ticket prices so yeah maybe this is people's opportunity to go and, and ride it yeah um for the first time which is which is exciting and i'll also throw in i, I want to consider this a pro tip because i think the operators after we i think after we got our you know harnesses that you know put on us uh, you know, the the bar to hold you into the uh, ride vehicle. They heard us saying tears for fears, like me and Ryan, all of us we were going tears for fears, tears for fears. I think they heard us and knew what we were. Jesus was looking out for us. So I don't know if it's random, but if the operators have an opportunity to choose what song, just shout out which one you want to hear. It's worth a shot. It's worth a you shot. You never know. It worked out for us. Yeah. I'll just say that. We were actually just, uh, my wife and I were just um, talking about this today, uh, about the song selection on that ride. Because uh, she was she was so, just all out of sorts on the ride anyways when we went on it. Um, uh, as uh, I might have alluded to on our uh, last episode uh, from my trip report. But um, yeah, so we discuss, we were started discussing, all right, well, what song do you want next? Like, what song do you hope that it would be? And, you know, Ryan, you know, you mentioned that you had Iran mm -hmm. uh, previously. I, I I think that's a strong contender as well for it's me, good. to be completely honest with you. It's good, it's just, but I'm a big Tears for Fears fan. And, like, even in the yeah. movie itself, the way they incorporate it into the scene that they use that song, yep. it just does it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I just – we got in the – it was just funny that we got in that conversation today, um, and then now we're talking about it again, so <laughs> – I love it. Um, 
See, and this is this we is live real it. People. We live it. We talk about Disney stuff with our family. Like this is legit. Like Every we talk day. about stuff like this Every day. all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I also want to say that we did keep up on social media when we had the chi- uh, the time to when we were sitting down eating and stuff. Uh, we were keeping up on social media with how uh, Tron was going, and it looked like it was packed. It looked like uh, it got very a good response day. to it. Yeah, very successful so, day. Uh, happy to see that. Uh, ready to taste the the food offerings that yep. they have in that area. Uh, next time we get the chance to be over there, we'll be sure to report on that. Uh, so definitely a lot more to look forward to. Still, like this, this ain't over. You know, we're covering this yeah. area, so. Uh, Glad to see that there was no hiccups yep. with trying. That, yep. That's a plus. You know, we needed that testing phase to really be successful, and it looks like yep. it paid off. Yeah, it looks like they had a great time. They did a great job with that area. Um, I'm super happy. You know, we're we all share the sentiment that Magic Kingdom is much better because of that ride being open, much better, and uh, that new yep. section. So, um. I'm interested to see the you know the new shop once it gets finalized and open what that what that looks like and you know really what it does for the for the area so yeah there's more involvement to come from uh, from all this so uh, yeah stay tuned and we'll uh, be updating you uh, with our personal takes as we you know truly experience um, you know this this stuff so. Yeah, and another thing I'm really hoping for is that Tron really pushes uh, the development into Tomorrowland's identity, uh, replacing Stitch's yeah. Great Escape, uh, potentially uh, replacing Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor uh, with something that fits the area better. Uh, I hope Tron really pushes the envelope yeah, for this. I think we'll we'll start to see it hopefully sometime sooner. Um, so one thing we didn't mention. Um, uh, from that uh, shareholder meeting that Bob Iger said, which kind of could allude to to a little bit of what you're talking about, Justin, is he did say that yep. Disney, the Walt Disney Company, is committed to to invest 17 billion dollars. That's with the into Walt Disney World and uh, have uh, 300 thousand jobs, I believe was the number. Um. So it's a substantial, substantial investment that Disney uh, has um, planned for for Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. So, yeah, can't wait to see what comes out of that planned investment. Uh, 13,000 jobs, 13,000 jobs, jobs, 17 billion dollars, a lot of jobs, a lot of money. That's a lot. A lot of jobs, a lot of money, hopefully a lot of lot more fun. Yeah. And I, I think it's funny that he threw out the time frame of ten years. What what was something that we have spoken about that it's gonna take a ten year time frame for them to really update that area? Did yeah. we or did we but, not call I mean, that? It could be this. This also could be it could be Animal it, Kingdom. And they gotta compete with their with Universal. Yeah. Universal's well, Universal's about to Universal's about to open another theme park, yeah. You know, well, next year, and then and, the battle they're fighting with the whole Reedy Creek changing of hands, and some yeah. money's going to be thrown at that for permitting, and you know that's all going to be at a state level now. So, 
Yeah, they've got well, I mean, they've got different challenges go back and forth on that. They've pulled. I mean, that that whole situation has just gotten a whole lot yeah. messier in the last couple of weeks. And nope. yeah, I, I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. At the um, yeah, people a lot smarter than me can talk about that. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's, not my um, You know, it's <laughs> exciting, right? There, things are happening, so it's an exciting time. So now that annual passes are back get your ass over to Disney world and have some fun with us. If you want to learn more about Disney, listen to us. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, you've just kind of stumbled upon us via social media or what have you, then welcome. We appreciate you listening. Appreciate you having and having some fun with us. Um, go, go listen and learn. And that's what we all did. Um, and you know, we're here to have fun, educate and, uh, just cut loose. So, so yeah, guys, um, uh, anything else to add uh, to to this one? No, I think that's uh, that. Pretty much, we can put a pin in this one. Um, it was it was a great time though. It's a fantastic event. I'm glad we went. Wish you could have been there, but at least we was able to cover it for you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It's one of those that you know. I told you guys this um, that night, but you know, I knew that you guys were you know as soon as this was announced, you guys booked it. And I know you it, you booked it to be to be there and experience it for yourselves, but I truly thought it was something special for us that you know it was our first major event happening at Walt Disney mm-hmm. World that yep. we got to truly cover as a podcast, um, and you know as uh, you know as our own type of media outlet, um, and so it was it was. It was a learning experience. It was nice. Yeah. And it was just nice to just to, to do it and to know and understand it and kind of plan around it. Um, so, yeah, it was we'll be doing a lot of this um, as we move forward, trying to just um, again, our goal is to help people and get as much content out there as possible in our own unique way. So. So, yeah, thanks for following along. Um, it was a great it was a great time. I, I enjoyed following along with you guys um, during this during this time period. And. I mean, when this episode uh, releases on the 14th, Ryan, you'll pretty much be there again. Yeah, yeah. I'll be down for spring break. I'll be at Caribbean Beach. So I'll have Epcot and Hollywood Studios at my fingertips. So festival beers and baseline. Uh, just be ready for me. I'm going to be a thirsty boy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I hope you get one of the new rooms at Caribbean oh, Beach. I'm, I'm going to you know, yes. prefer one and say that I'm willing to wait it out if it means I get one. Yeah. I, I need it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but uh, that'll be fun. It'd be a good time. Can't wait to see what, you know, what is in store that, that weekend um, during spring break, you know, I'm sure Ryan will be sharing a lot over our socials. So again, if you're not following us yet, make sure you're following us on all social media, especially on Instagram and on YouTube and TikTok at off the monorails. Uh, go follow along, have some fun with us, interact there with us. We love, we love engaging with you guys. Uh, it's our way to to talk back and forth with you guys, and um, and so yeah, just go just go check out all of our channels there and help us grow uh, there as well. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. I agree. We uh, we enjoy putting out the content for you guys. So you know, just any comments or likes, anything you do on there, like that fuels us. So anytime we see a notification pop up, it pops up on either of our phones or Apple watches. And we're all just like, Hey, cool. <laughs> you know, we've got someone actually paying attention and listening. Hi mom. And then someone's <laughs> commenting. We're like, 
And if someone's commenting, it's like it's fun for us to engage. Like we we like to have a yeah. good time with that. So that's our way of being able to reach out with you guys. So please, if you see something you like, like it. If you want to comment on something, yeah. comment on something. One of us will reach back yeah. out to you. I promise absolutely, you. absolutely. And um, just as a little bit of a notice, we've teased this in the past a little bit, but um, we are very close. You talk about. Um, Man, I kind of sound like I was from New Jersey for a second there. I talk about, um, <laughs> uh, we've talked about the opportunity for uh, for continued support through a membership program uh, with us, um, and your ability to interact even more with us and get some extras and things thrown your way. Um, and, and so we are very, very, very close to. Uh, to launching um, our our new membership uh, programs, and so be uh, be on the lookout for that very 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 soon. I uh, can't wait to share those details with you guys. Um, and you know we've we've been able to do a lot of things with this podcast so far to date because of the support that we get from our listeners and from our followers on social media. And yeah, you know, we will love your continued support and. Again, we want to build a, a community of people um, that love Disney and love to uh, interact and talk and uh, and uh, and share uh, in this our unique uh, Disney adult style. So, um, so stay tuned for that. We're super excited to uh, c- to get that ball rolling and and rolled out to you guys here in the very near future. So uh, until then, we're going to leave you with uh, with these few notes. Uh, make sure that you check out. Um, our friends in the episode description. Uh, we got some uh, some companies that we work with uh, that we're affiliated with that help support the show. Uh, so we want to support them back. Uh, so make sure you go in the episode description and check out some companies uh, like uh, DVC Rental Store or uh, DVC Resale Market. Uh, those two companies can either help you get stays uh, via uh, rental points at DVC Resorts in Walt Disney World or in Disneyland or even Alani in Hawaii. Uh, or if you want to, if you like staying at DVC resorts a lot and you want to become a DVC member, but don't want to go through Disney where it can be pretty expensive, then check out DVC resale market and you can become a DVC member there. Uh, it's same benefits, same contracts. Uh, they've got a contract uh, for pretty much anyone out there. Uh, so you're talking about something as little as 25 points all the way up to six, seven, 800 points plus I've seen. So there's something out there for everyone. Uh, they're, they are a fantastic company to work with. Uh, we are real customers of those companies and, uh, they will take care of you, uh, just like they take care of us all the time. And so, uh, go check them out. Uh, I know they would appreciate it, and you'll will thank me. You can thank us later because you're going to save some money uh, when you go see them. So, uh, go check them out. Link is in the episode description below. And last but not least, don't forget to check out our friends at 1901 Candle Company. If you're in the market for some Disney scented candles, like you got the pineapple Dole Whip, you've got uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. They do all kinds of inspired scents. Uh, that are accurate, spot on. Uh, they even have some uh, some butterbeer in there for your uh, Harry Potter fans. So if you're in the market for some great candles that last long and are great value for the uh, money that you're spending, hit them up at 1901candlecode.com. 
And don't forget to use our code off the rails 15 at checkout to save 15% on every order. Yeah, I love it. They're, they are, uh, they're crazy for giving me that discount code for all of my orders. Cause I'm just saving a ton of money. So it's nice. And they're great candles. Yeah. My house smells terrific. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, guys, I appreciate you uh, breaking this thing down for me. Um, break, I appreciate you covering uh, this weekend uh, that that was this this week that was at Disney and uh, the time that it was the 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 true event. Um, and man, it was spectacular. <laughs> it, it just I can't wait to go back and experience it in person myself. I know there's a lot of people at home that feel the same way. Uh, so hopefully this episode and this this you know recap of that night um just you know help uh fill that little bit of time gap for for all those people waiting to get back to Disney and, and experience it in person for themselves. Uh so I hope we I hope we did that today. I hope we encourage you to reach out and find your happily ever after. Beautiful he was words. sitting on that waiting for oh, it. He was. he was sitting on it. He oh. was. Oh, you sly bastard. <sighs> All right, fellas. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, Until next week, where we will be getting food tracked. Oh, boy. It's going to be all about Flower and Garden Festival. If you've been waiting, if you've been wondering how this year's festival is, how all the new food items are, what are some good ones, what are some bad ones, and, of course, what are the beers like? (laughs) We're going to cover it all. (laughs) So stay tuned. Next week's episode, we've got you covered, locked and loaded, preparing you for your next trip to Epcot's International Flower and Garden Festival 2023. Until then, we'll catch you. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. (laughs) 